This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks. We are doing a follow-up interview slash commercial on the need for the athlete book into the Halo sector. We've got Ryan here. We're an investor in the company, and we're really excited about the progress that we've had over the last five months um, in uh, getting this platform ready for Ursa and ready to blow out in the industry starting in March 1, 2020. Ryan, welcome back. Good to be back. Thanks for having me, and, and uh, thanks for believing in the athlete book. And and you know, it's I think any entrepreneur when they start a business, it's it's always a milestone moment when you get you know actual investment coming into the business. And it's you know obviously since we last spoke has completely uh, transformed us into uh, you know just better operating and getting more talent in and placing more candidates with employers. So thank you and thanks for having me. Yeah, we're uh, we're excited and we know that every startup is a uh, is an experiment. So you've kind of gone through a couple different hoops on your own, and now we've gone through a couple hoops together. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know some of the inbound traffic that you're getting from companies like Amazon. Tesla, you know, JP Morgan, Yelp, yeah. Mass Mutual. Now what we're trying to do is get all these athletes jobs in the in the health and fitness industry. So, you know, we're excited about where it's going and it takes time to to build the platform to do that properly. Yeah, I, I'm so excited about this. So we just I don't, don't know if you know, but we signed uh, Crunch Fitness on to a pilot deal and you know, the fitness industry is so conducive, so compatible to our audience, our, our demographic. I mean, if I was a, an owner of a gym and I want to, you know, have trainers or salespeople or membership folks, I mean, what better kind of uh, look and feel would you want than a than a college or a former college athlete? So, really excited to be working with Crunch Fitness, and you know, leading up to Ursa, you know, one of our goals was. Let's get the athlete book, you know, uh, more in with the fitness industry. And so uh, excited that you invited me out to Ursa and, um, you know, looking forward to, to meeting fitness companies and, and brands out there and see if we could help them with their, their talent needs. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a big pain point. I know a lot of um, boutique operators and, and health club operators are always looking to try and refill their bench. They're posting ads up on Indeed. They're posting ads up on Craigslist. They're doing referrals with their current employees to try and get their friends. So it's definitely a huge pain point. And, you know, once we met, I guess it was almost a year ago now, um, this makes total sense to to be the the recruiting engine and platform of choice in, in the sector. So you want to talk a little bit about how it works and how seamless and, and easy it is to get going and then you know, kind of go forward and, and what we're piloting now with Crunch. Yeah, I mean, and, and it'll be really interesting to, to talk to us at Ursa after we've had a few months uh, under our belts. But, you know, ultimately when when a client comes on with any client, we get the full team on board uh, and we get a deep understanding of their culture, what they're looking for, like what is the right talent. And then we kind of tweak our algorithms and our targeting approach and, our, and you know, copy what they're employer brand messaging is, bring that over to our site, and then start to introduce it to the market. And, and we'd like to take an educational approach to build up a pipeline so that our clients that are coming on board, it's not so much of the reactive recruiting. Like when you when you are all of a sudden down trainers or down sales folks, then you have to pump more money into Indeed. And, you know, those prices could go up to $2,000, $3,000 a month. You know, so, you know, ultimately we're looking at creating an employer brand for the fitness industry, getting them in touch with, with this athletic demographic and educating them. So even when they're 
freshmen, sophomore, juniors, they're, they're learning about this fitness industry. They're starting to raise their hand saying, yeah, this is an area I want to go into. And then putting those certifications in front of them earlier on, educating them on what those certifications can be. And then when they graduate, now they're hitting the ground running and they've got a little bit of understanding and exposure um, to that. And you know, from the employer, so not being as reactive, just taking more of a proactive recruiting approach in terms of growing up that grassroots level of talent um, for your brand. I mean, we've kind of gone back and forth, like what is the right price point um, at the fitness level? And I think it's something that's been a little bit fluid within this industry. But, you know, we're looking at an early beta on fitness at $199 a month per club. And um, that, you know, will get the branding and the targeting and, and the candidate flow coming in. I think it'll be a, a better return on investment than maybe going with one of the more traditional job boards. Yeah, and, and what have you done over the last year to basically lock in the supply of these D1, D2, D3 kids? And how do you get to them where, you know, if I'm an operator, I go on Indeed, I might get 500 resumes from people that randomly just trying to find any job they can find. You yeah. know, you don't really know what their pedigree is, what kind of grit they have, you know, what what they've done in school and, and how important that team affiliation, if somebody's on a a varsity team at a D1, D2, D3, like, you know, what level of commitment that requires and, and how that kind of is a great pre-screener for the industry. Definitely, you know, any of these athletes that have gone through four years of college sports, they're going to have grit. But in terms of, I think you're, the first part of your question was, you know, like how are you kind of filling that pipeline? Is that right? So it, that's definitely a multi-prong approach, right? I mean, one, it really helps that we have some really well-known, recognized brands. So, you know, we offer virtual hiring events uh, for these types of employer brands. So, you know, athletes that are interested in working at Amazon in the area manager role. And then we have a distribution in our database right now of 62,000 college coaches. So what's really cool about that is like if an employer comes and they want to target a specific region, coach, gender, I shouldn't say coach, I should say sport, mm-hmm. you know, we, we can be hyper-targeted on the messaging that we put in front of them from an email perspective. And our, you know, when you look at average open rates generally being like hovering around the 15% mark, because we're not trying to sell the coaching on anything, our open rates are like, they hit as high as 65%. So we get this massive response. And then when you, NCAA studies have shown that College athletes, their number one influencer in their life at the time. It's not their mom and dad. It's not a teacher. It's their coach, right? I mean, right. they want to get on the field. They want the play time. So when coach says, hey, this is an opportunity you should take a look at, they, they respond. So that that's one, one of the multi-prong approaches. I mean, the other thing is that we actually have a user engagement team. So we, ha- we do have traditional recruiters. We like to look at it as this. I mean, like automation will take you so far, but eventually there's a drop-off point. And when a, a candidate goes through and they keep on saying, uh, taking that lead magnet of, yet, you know, uh, it could be like the top three things you should look for if you're interviewing for a job at Crunch or, you know, in-place company. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we report those analytics back to the employer saying, hey, this is how many athletes were interested in that. And once you get to a certain point where the athlete, like this subgroup of athletes is really interested in this brand, that's when our employee, employee, or I'm sorry, candidate engagement team will come on mm-hmm. and do some uh, engagement with them and, and kind of close the deal. Got it. So uh, Syracuse, I know, is one of the the schools that you got on the system, and you got a lot of their athletes seeing these jobs. What, what kind of information are you getting from them? Are you finding out where they want to work? 
Yeah. Either as an intern or after and like how, how targeted are you able to get? Uh, really targeted. I, I would go out there and say that in terms of recruitment, mark, not recruitment marketing, but a re- recruitment, recruitment sites, we capture probably more data points than I know of. And, and I used to do, you know, vendor management at J.P. Morgan Chase for this type of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, when they first come in, we say, hey, welcome to the athlete book. You, great job on getting in. Your next step is to get to base camp. So it's their journey to base camp. Mm-hmm. And what that means is they take one, a personality assessment. Uh, we use a third-party vendor product that uh, quickly captures their, their most dominant traits and their weakest traits. And we do some programming education on that afterwards. But then after they do that, they fill out a, a genuine uh, resume profile. So between that and the registration, we're capturing year of graduation, major uh, cultural orientation if they want to give that to us, mm-hmm. which most of them do. And then their preference in terms of which city they want to work in or if they're open to moving around. Um, so along with like the 150, you know, personality points that we capture at that career discovery stage, then we mm-hmm. then get the traditional, you know, job application data that that uh, our users give us upon entering into the system. So what what if some of the companies, not, not necessarily Halo fitness related, but some of the larger corporations when they've done some work with the athlete book and have gotten a a set of candidates, you know, what, what have you, uh, what are some of the responses that they've had and how excited are they about, you know, the talent pool that we're able to deliver through this platform? I think what the employers are most excited about is just after they have that onboarding call with us, how little time they actually have to put in to get the the, the pipeline of talent that they were looking for. Um, you know, it, if we do a virtual hiring event because we're so targeted and because we inform them on the employer, on the job leading up to the event, by the time the actual event happens, it's like, well, this candidate knew what we were about and where they were asking intelligent questions that, you know, a traditional job fair you may not see because you just have kind of candidates roaming from booth to booth. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in a virtual online hiring setting, they're coming in only really to talk to that uh, employer or maybe talk to three potential employers that fit into one niche industry space. What, what is that? When you, when you say doing a virtual hiring event, what is that? What, yeah. What's actually happening? I know. I, sh- I should probably explain that because not well, a lot of people. Well, here you are. Know. You got yeah. it now. Here's your chance. <laughs> this is it. So a virtual hiring event is one of the, the, the opportunities that you have with the Athlete Book as an employer when you come on as like a basic member. And, and it also, you can do it uh, from a pricing standpoint a la carte. So you, you can try it out. But uh, ultimately what it is is we set up, we, we look at your employer branding, we create a virtual booth in our event, and then we promote the event to your target demographic. So if you're trying to increase black and Hispanic female uh, applicants, then we, maybe we promote this event of yours only to uh, female coaches that coach at historically black universities and then you know, all of a sudden you've got, you know, 95 applicants that know about what you're hiring for and they fit in your targeted demographic. But once the event actually starts, the candidate gets dropped into like this virtual experience. As long as they have a Wi-Fi, um, they're able to learn, apply, uh, which they could actually do before and after the event. But then they can elect to have a private one-on-one conversation with a campus recruiter or, or a recruiting rep or whoever. And that's a private chat. And so... And is that video or is that? 
it's text so message. It's, it's it? chat based. It's okay. chat based. The the employer has the ability to end the chat at any time, and they could have kind of multiple chats going off at once. So we we just try to take as many kind of intelligent one to many approaches as possible, so we can reduce the amount of time that it takes to find the right talent. So another example is just doing a simple interactive webinar. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. webinars have obviously been around in a while, but where, when it makes it really powerful is that when you can be hyper-targeted to the demographic and have that demographic raise their hand and say, I want to learn more about this, and now you're, you're talking live to them and they have the call to actions to apply, and then we can repurpose that content as evergreen content. Simple email blasts. I mean, like a targeted email campaign it just is something that we do for our clients and um, whether it be as part of like a newsletter or just a one-off targeted email we get really good responses from that how are these kids so hard to get to on average well you know college athletes spend 80 hours a week between school and sports for in-season athletes I mean there's I say that in my you know in my presentations there's the John Locke effect so John Locke wrote a, an essay in the late 1600s that said Basically, as humans, we're limited by our amount of experiences. And so you have this healthy, strong, grit-heavy subgroup of this young demographic that's not getting exposure to all these different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And so that's really what we're trying to play. The athlete book is trying to give them little like kind of clips of this is what's possible. This, this is a world in crunch fitness. Like This is what it could be like. Um, and, and the platform itself is trying to, where we're moving to in 2.0, uh, which is, we, we believe this is going to be released in the 1st of March, is we're taking that employer content about the company, about the culture, we're slicing it up into little micro content, and then when they consume it, they get punch points. So now there's a competitive aspect, which they already play off of, and there's leaderboards and so forth. So that's how we can secure the fact that they're going to engage with the content once we put it out into the into the audience. And these kids, obviously, they're you said they're they're putting in at least eighty hours a week, so they're really not focused on on their job opportunities until after they graduate, which at some point might be a little bit too late because oh you missed God. a big hiring. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my splurge. senior year. You know, all in focus. I play lacrosse at University of Delaware. My right. senior year. You know, I'm so focused in that fall semester, in the beginning of spring, like playtime, winning, you know, getting good grades. And then all of a sudden it's over. I'm like, whoa, I didn't really <laughs> think about what I was going to do next. And, you know, I just, I, that is what we're, we're fighting against. So that when they come out, I mean, they've worked too hard. They've worked too hard for four years to come out. And the stats show that, like, even though they spend 80 hours a week between school and sports, you know, I think 97% don't get a job from their athletic department and 64% don't have a job in hand when they graduate. You know, check my facts on that, but that's the last studies that I've shown. I've yeah. seen that. No, I've seen those stats and they were, they're, they're beyond troubling. Yeah, they, um, need, they need to have options when they graduate. Yeah. And also I feel like the school also, while they're still a student athlete, the school intuitively or, or has more responsibility to actually get these kids jobs. And then once they graduate... They don't have a job. I don't know how much it's like on their, well, you know, on their head as it, as much as it should be. You know, I, I, it's a tough job for the athletic departments, right? Because if you look, career development and life skills is a, is usually one role that sits in an athletic department. So you've got like a one to three hundred ratio, one to six hundred ratio, depending on how many student athletes you have. Hmm. How is that person going to do it? At, at, you know, do it at scale. 
And so that's why we're like, hey, universities, we're here to support you. This is all we focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, we can we can back and support your department. And matter of fact, like what we realized too is that because it's a two-sided marketplace, the athlete book. We sell to universities and we sell to employers. It seems like athletic departments don't put a lot of budget towards career development and life skills, which is unfortunate. So we're now kind of repurposing it for as a as a alumni or corporate giving opportunity. So we're saying you could put naming rights on our services and now it could be the, you know, Halo Talks uh, career development uh, program for name the university. So, you know, gotcha. if any of your listeners out there want to do a, uh, a donation, we can, we can help that mm-hmm. with their school of choice. So like Jersey Strong is an example. If they wanted to sponsor the Rutgers athletic department's you know, employer, you know, opportunities after graduation type of thing, that, that that's an opportunity for them to get in front of all these types of kids. I mean, for, yeah, it's from a, if that's okay with Rutgers and, yeah. you know, from a strategic, strategic recruiting perspective, put maybe putting naming rights on this type of service makes a lot of sense for, for the right company. Gotcha. So if I'm a, uh, I own a health club chain in uh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. as an example, I know I've got two new clubs being open, let's say over the summer, I know I need 30 people per club at all different levels. You know, what, what would be the process of getting onboarded? Yeah. So we, like I, like I said, we would talk to your team, understand what your message is, if you have one or help you kind of construct a message for the demographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there we would create a career page for Jersey strong. If that was the client that came on, then we would also look at where your club's located and what are the kind of regional universities in that uh, mm-hmm. location. Create a custom distribution list just to let them know that it's out there. And then we would also get your jobs onto our job board. One of what our athletes have said that what they love about the athlete book so far, it's like once they sign up, it is really easy, literally a click of the button to apply for the job. So, you know, Jersey Strong would have back-end access to see the candidate flow that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would start to promote the opportunities through, through virtual efforts, but then we would also go into schools in the, in the local area, especially in this mid-Atlantic to northeast region. Uh, we speak to schools. Uh, do, we're doing information sessions. We film those and we redistribute that out to the target audience of universities. So it's like it's really just trying to get the message out to the the athletic departments that are in the region and, and make sure that they know that these opportunities are available to them. Gotcha. Um, so what are some of the early wins that you've been seeing, or or some of the commentary that you've uh, gotten back over the last you know call it four to five months since. Uh, since we last connected on the podcast? Well, you know, I think the, the big thing for us is that we've been able to, you know, outside of getting a pilot deal with Crunch, we've been, we got a pilot deal recently with Tesla, going strong with Amazon, getting strong re, re, uh, reports from them, and uh, and also J.P. Morgan Chase. So it's like we, we've kind of been really starting to ramp up. We've been adding staff and, uh, you know, just making placements. So it's it's been fun. So Amazon is an example. Obviously, they're hiring thousands of people. You know, what was the, what do you think the linchpin was on that for them to start testing out the athlete book? What, what did or did you do a pilot with them and then you saw they, yeah. they saw the value in in the CSV file that came across that had all these unbelievable kids in it or what, what was it? I mean, for them, it, it's they were a, they were a true example of when I say multi prong approach, every 
approach worked for them. So the virtual hiring event, it, it allowed their, their recruiters to not have to travel and get all this talent coming in that were athletes that were interested in the area manager role. The interactive webinar, you know, had a, had a great response. You know, when we look at, we just sent, we sent out one email, actually I have it in front of me right now, just one email and we had 78 candidates that we were able to break down for them uh, culturally, demographic-wise, uh, on the full-time side, and 59 uh, interns, so doing the pipeline for them. And, and this is the kind of thing where they just didn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, athletes were able to log in, apply, interact, learn. They, they were able to kind of engage with their employer brand content with all just going to one place. And it came from their coach for the most part. That's great. That's great. So as you look at the at the fitness industry and and what we're planning to do for uh, Ursa, you know, I know that a number of groups right now are using Indeed. I think some of them are still using Craigslist and some other you know online portals and just listing jobs, and they got people going through them, uh, you know, I manually. Mean, you know, so you know, w- with the athletes that you've spoken to and through some of your seminars. You know, have they really understood that they that these jobs are available? Have they not really thought about it? Have they not really been marketed to directly by the Halo slash fitness industry? You know, I I just again I think that unless they're actively looking for internships, which oftentimes they're not, or it really has to be put right in front of them. Um, I don't know if they're going to be going to Indeed, and uh, you know, so I. I often find like when we go and when I actually get boots on the ground and I can look in the eyes of the athletes after I, we do some identity career discovery workshops with them, it's ta- just talking to them about our employer partners and it's like, oh, they didn't even think about that. And mm-hmm. like, that's the best thing. That's the best thing when you see that. It's like, right. I didn't even think. And it's cool for me to be able to see that in their eyes, but knowing that those messages are, are going out kind of on a national level you know, I wish I could kind of, and, and the amount of emails that I get back or, or messages I get back from the athletes going, this is so cool, or coaches going, I wish I had this when I was an athlete. Right. You know, it's it's gratifying because I just don't think that it's a, I just don't think from a, and, you know, the NCAA wouldn't love hearing this, but I don't think that it's career development and, and career opportunities is as much of a focus as it should be. Because mm-hmm. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it, you know, every day. Great. All right, well, we're looking forward to uh, to sharing the uh, the platform with everybody at URSA. Uh, obviously, everything's up and running, theathletebook.com forward slash Halo Jobs. We are open for business. We've got athletes to uh, staff inside of your uh, your teams and uh, looking forward for a uh, for big coming out party in, uh, in March in San Diego. I can't wait to go to San Diego. The only thing I'm afraid about is every time I go out West Coast, I always think there's going to be an earthquake. <laughs> well, let's knock on wood and hope that the, the earth will shake only with jobs. Knock, knock on wood, the earth's going to shake with jobs. And uh, honestly, I will, I will be out there. And, and uh, anybody that wants to meet in person, I'd, I'd love to uh, meet. Or if you want to set up a meeting ahead of time, Again, just go to theathletebook.com backslash Halo Jobs. And we are going to be at the Omni Hotel uh, for four days at URSA 2020. See you there. All right. Take care. <laughs>